0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: One of the most important things that God has ever done is that He has justified those who receive the gospel. And that justification is forever because of the sufficiency and even we can say the perfection of Messiah's work. He was successful, and therefore we receive the eternal benefits. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Romans and chapter 3. In this passage, Paul is going to make a very clear case for rightly understanding the law and how one is justified. Now, in the biblical language, there is a relationship between being justified and being righteous in the new testament language greek it is the same word so when we are justified we become righteous and therefore we can be in a relationship with god we will be invited into his kingdom where we will spend eternity with him so he wants to reveal to this congregation in rome and we have the benefit today of being also able to read and understand this wonderful message of justification by faith so let's begin take out your bibles look with me to the book of romans chapter 3 and we're going to begin in verse 21. now remember what that previous verse said we studied it at the end of last week where paul boldly proclaims it is evident that no flesh that means no human being is justified by works of the law but rather we're going to see as the torah declares in the life of avraham that one is justified made righteous by faith so notice what he says verse 21 he says but now that means in our present time because of what yeshua has done his death being buried and god receiving his work of salvation for us by raising him from the dead but now apart from the law meaning this had nothing to do with one keeping the law doing the law he couldn't say it any clearer again verse 21 but now apart from the law the righteousness of god has been manifested being testified by the law and the prophets meaning this you can see god's plan for justification his plan to take sinners like you and me and make us righteous you can see that being testified to revealed where in the law itself and also in the prophets now when we come across that term the law and the prophets that is a colloquium for the scripture the Bible so all he's saying is this the Bible has declared revealed it testifies that one is made righteous he is justified that involves the forgiveness of sins the grace of God not from the works of the law but rather apart from the law the law reveals it but it is not part of the means doing the law Anything connected to the law is not the cause, the instrument of salvation. What is it? Look again at verse 21. But now apart, separated from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, testified, being testified by the law and the prophets. Verse 22. But the righteousness of God through faith, faith of Yeshua HaMashiach believing in Jesus Christ that faith is notice what it says it is for all and upon all meaning this this is simply the Greek way in Konea Greek of saying it is for all but it's also available it's upon all meaning it's accessible God takes that message and God's desire is that it's been proclaimed Throughout the world. In fact, when we read, for example, in Matthew 24 and verse 14, the end will not come. The end of this age will not come until that gospel is fully proclaimed to all the nations of the earth as a testimony. What gospel? The gospel of the kingdom. Why is it called the gospel of the kingdom? Because it's the message, the good news how one enters into the kingdom of God and we enter in as righteous the righteousness of Messiah what good news so again verse 22 but the righteousness of God through faith the faith in and of Messiah Yeshua for all for all humanity and upon all it is available to all humanity but here's the key How do I access it? What must I do? It says, the ones believing. Now, the ones believing, it goes back to a Torah truth, what we've spoken of several times and what Paul's going to, to emphasize in the weeks to come. And that is that passage from Genesis 15, verse six, where it says that Abraham believed in God, that same word. He believed in God, and God accounted it to him as righteousness meaning this Abraham reached a new condition a new status as righteous not through doing the law obviously as we learned a few weeks ago that law was not given until 400 years later how could Abraham be justified be declared righteous by the law if the law didn't exist Now, I realize that in Judaism, they will say that the Torah is eternal. There's no biblical basis for that. In fact, we know it's not eternal because the Torah will not be in the new Jerusalem. How can I be so sure? Because the Bible says there's no temple. The rabbis correctly state today without a temple. The Torah cannot be kept. It's not in force. Now, don't make an error that most people did because the torah is not the cause the instrument of salvation they just want to set it aside say it has no relevance paul as we're going to see does not say that he says the opposite he simply says it's not the instrument of salvation now look at the last part of verse 22. in this proclamation that is for all humanity and it's extended to all humanity it says For there is not any distinction. Now this means that the gospel and only the gospel, without any difference, no distinction, it is the plan of salvation, the only plan for all humanity. Without distinction, meaning there's no difference for a Jewish person or a Gentile. It is the only way to be declared righteous by God, and that is through faith verse 23 it says here once again a word that appears frequently in this section of chapter three is a word we can translate it into English as simply the word all or every meaning everyone no distinction it is for all humanity and that's why it says for all have sin and and this next phrase means to fall short to be inadequate to lack we lack god's glory now there's an inherent relationship between righteousness and glory when we are behaving righteously the glory of god is manifested so it says here verse 23 a very well-known scripture for all all humans have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and notice what he speaks of in the next verse having spoken of fallen short of the glory of god but he says one is justified again same word one is made righteous how the next word it's taken from a greek word doron which means gift but here in this condition this this form of the word it means freely so having been justified freely how well if we're talking about redemption when you hear that term redemption a very important term should come into your mind and that is blood what does the scripture say without the shedding of blood there is no most scholars will say remission of sin but it's the word related to redemption there is no redemption without blood and that's why he says look at verse 24 being made righteous freely by his grace through redemption the redemption that is in messiah yeshua whom god has set before and here it is as a propitiation why is that important well this word has to do with something that's better so In the greek we're talking about something that comes through redemption remember there is no redemption without the shedding of blood whose blood messiah's blood and god it says here look very carefully it says being justified or being made righteous same word freely by his grace through that means through or because of redemption, and redemption is inherently related to blood, in Messiah Yeshua, which God has set before as a propitiation by means of faith, and here it is, in his blood. Now, we should anticipate if we know theological terms, when we're talking about redemption and the grace of God, forgiveness, being made righteous, obviously, that key element for redemption is blood so it's faith in what he's done when he died upon the cross and shed his blood and he's done that why keep reading in the middle of verse 25 for the manifestation for the showing the demonstration for the showing of his righteousness by means of and notice this next term it's a term that speaks about god's patience god's uh uh, slow to anger it's a word which means to suspend or in some cases to overlook but not to continuously overlook but just simply for a season for a moment and this is what the scripture is saying god for a season for a moment he suspended what did he suspend his anger, his wrath, his judgment. Has humanity deserved it? Yes, we have. We are sinful. We are rebellious. What did we learn last week? We are like an open grave, meaning we're dangerous and full of that which is is impure, that which is defiled. Defilement, God won't bless that. So there's nothing good, nothing positive in humanity apart from god in us and working through us but nevertheless we were deserving of god's judgment his punishment why we're guilty but god for a season he suspended that he dealt kindly as it says in the scripture in the book of psalms frequently god does not totally destroy but he withholds himself it's a word of restraint why whenever he does that it's always to give time for repentance but in this case it's also related to until messiah came and did that work of redemption that he became that propitiation for our sin in order that we could be justified by faith through his blood so we read here second part of verse 25 for the showing of his righteousness through this suspension having to do with the sins that happened previously so instead of like he did in the days of Noah where he brought forth his judgment did that generation of Noah and before did they deserve that flood yes they did but God who is merciful he suspended judgment from humanity for the purpose of messiah taking on human flesh doing his work bringing about redemption and giving an opportunity for that message to go forth throughout all the world and when god says enough that message just like it says in matthew 24 verse 14 when that end comes what's going to follow well he's referring to the end of the church age And when that comes to the end with that blessed hope, the rapture, what follows thereafter? Very clearly, the wrath of God. His punishment upon this world. That's suspended. He's not dealing as he should with with sin. He's giving a time for repentance, for that message to go forth. And it speaks about as well, keep reading verse 25, with thee... We might say the delay, some will say forbearance of God, meaning that God simply suspended for a season what he should do, and that's judgment with, with forbearance of God in order that first, now the word first isn't there, but that's the implication, that there would be the manifestation of his righteousness in this present age how good in Paul's day he's saying he's lived in the time his present time when the righteousness of God was manifested what's he speaking about the revealing through the appearing of the first time of Messiah when he came into this world humbled himself in order that he would go to Jerusalem lay down his life specifically on Passover the day of Redemption if you don't realize that messiah died on passover there's something problematic in your understanding of scripture because several times it says in the gospels all four he died on preparation day that is passover when the lambs were prepared and sacrificed to be eaten on the first day the next day the first day of unleavened bread now i say the next day simply in the evening because with the evening a new day comes so he says at this present time the manifestation of his righteousness has incurred for him to be and he is just not only has it been shown that he's just but also the justifier of the one of the one whom by faith the faith of yeshua so messiah he's the just one but not only is he just he is also the justifier of the one who does what who believes we has this word we have the word of faith of faith in yeshua verse 27 therefore based upon what we learned concerning god's work of redemption you know what does it have to do with me what did i do in in making redemption nothing nothing messiah did it all according to god's wonderful plan therefore because of that paul has a question look at it he says in this text verse 27 therefore where is the boasting and he says such boasting such arrogance and pride everything that can point to me 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 he says all of this has been shut outside it has been removed it's been done away with there's no place in other words for boasting through which law well we know the law of works that's what some were teaching now the word law here this word torah or in greek nomos can be thought of ha torah the law ho nomos the law But this word can also be used to refer to a doctrine a teaching so he says i have a question for you how is one justified made righteous enter into a covenant with god a new covenant a kingdom covenant is it by he says is it by which law the law of works doing enough good deeds being acceptable he says no but rather through the law, or we could say doctrine, of faith. So this is found in the Torah where, here's the third time I've said it today, Abraham's life. Abraham believed in God. That word to believe, lahamin, in Hebrew, the word emunah, faith, is derived from it. So believing and demonstrating faith, the same thing and faith is simply an agreement with god don't think that by our faith that we played a role in our redemption in our salvation we have not we simply acknowledged what god has done through his son we believed in that and through that one is accounted for righteousness the righteousness of yeshua jesus christ is placed upon us eternally so it's not through the works of the law, but rather the law, the doctrine of faith, verse 28. Based upon this, he says, we reckon, therefore, verse 28, we reckon, therefore, that that man is justified. How? By faith. Now, why does he reckon that? And this is a word, by the way, it's where we get the English word for reckoning something. It's where we get the English word for logical. So when you read God's word and what he says, especially in the Torah, in the first five books of the Bible, here we're speaking about specifically Genesis. It's logical, based upon what God said to Abraham, that man, which man? Any human being, male, female, Jew, Gentile, makes no difference. He says that man is justified by faith and look at the end here where it says without the works of the law now that makes it very clear one is justified i become declared by god righteous not because of any works of the law that that i've done or the same thing is true for everyone else it's apart from the law that's what we learned as we began our study so he says here a man is justified by faith and notice justified being justified it's done to us it's in the passive someone has justified us we receive it and another great thing about justification we see that that verb is oftentimes in the perfect which means you know i've been justified in the past more than 30 years ago i've accepted the gospel that's still true i'm still justified now and because it's in the perfect it's ongoing now, sometimes the perfect speaks about the future to an unknown point, but it can also speak about eternal consequences as it does with justification. I am eternally justified. That's true in the past, now, and will always be true. So we reckon, therefore, that a man is justified by faith apart. Could be without works of the law separated same word that we came across earlier from the works of the law verse 29. he has another question he says basically god is god the god of the jews only meaning because god gave for the most part the torah to jewish people does that mean that he's the god of the jews only and he says but no also the Gentiles why he created the Gentiles too yes he gave to Israel specific calling but that calling was to be servants that calling was to proclaim the message of the gospel for who all people Jew and Gentile alike so he's also the God of the Gentiles yes also he says answering his own question of the Gentiles verse 30. since therefore there is one god who justifies who who will justify the circumcised meaning jewish people how does he justify jewish people the scripture says from faith meaning by faith out of faith and the uncircumcised gentiles through the same faith by faith now the last verse he says something very important and unfortunately this from a practical standpoint is all but ignored by christianity today and it's tragic i believe that is one of the reasons why the church lacks power lacks the the perspective to know how to live righteously now we've seen one is not justified he's not made righteous by works of the law does that mean works of the law are unimportant have no relevance of course not we are called to walk in the spirit what did we learn two weeks ago and last week those who walk in the spirit fulfill the righteousness of the law so we're not under the law what does that mean we're not judged by the law we saw that earlier one is no longer under god's judgment under the law but we utilize the law by faith being led by who the holy spirit now notice what he says here our last verse verse 31 therefore the law is made invalid by faith is that what it does since i have chosen the way the doctrine of faith does that render powerless deals a death blow to the law now this word is used for rendering something null and void of no effect so paul asked the question Hope you agree with Paul. Hope you understand the biblical Paul and not the one that too frequently people preach, which is incorrect. He says, let's look at it all. Therefore, the law has become rendered void because of faith. What does he say? He uses the strongest term in the Greek language when he says, which means may it never be oftentimes translated by most translators as god forbid never let that thought come into your mind so is the torah rendered void by faith meaning it has no longer any relevance it is useless and should be set aside what does paul say we could understand it absolutely not but rather here's what he says but rather Law, the law he's talking about is, you know what it says? It says it stands, and this word for standing it means just that—to stand up. It now here's the imagery that Paul's giving: when someone is called to service, he stands up, he comes forward. That's what he's speaking about. Now through faith, the Torah, these commandments have greater relevance in my life. I understand they are righteous and now being led by the Spirit under the Spirit's leadership, the Holy Spirit. I apply them, not based upon the letter of the law, but the purpose, the righteousness of the law I want to demonstrate in my behavior. And the commandments of God, the Torah commandments of God are helpful for teaching us how to walk in the Spirit. Well, I'll close with that. Until next week,